Welcome to our podcast, What I Didn't Learn at Harvard, where super connectors who will be talking about how to network smartly in a post-pandemic world. I'm your host and moderator, Rajiv Jadav. I'm a reputation management strategist and social impact activist. My co-host is Victor Lee. He's our Harvard alum, and he will be guiding us through all the things he's learned about networking since he graduated. In the episodes that follow, you'll be hearing from experts who do networking well. Welcome to another exciting episode of Things I Didn't Learn at Harvard. Today, we're joined by a very special guest, uh, Tom Gay. Tom Gay is the CEO and founder of EngagePro. I'm looking at Tom's LinkedIn profile, and this is what it reads in the About section. CEO, successful relationship selling, referral, referral marketing, and serial entrepreneur. Bringing sales skills, infotech, and problem-solving skills together to meet the needs of a market that has been the hallmark of my entrepreneurial experience. The focus is on helping professionals build a systematic and repeatable process to gain new clients, increase sales, and build sustainable businesses. Tom, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Rajiv. I appreciate being here. Tom, there is... There was a lot in that initial introduction, which I think deserves to be unpacked. So could you maybe help our audience by unpacking that? Maybe initially, like the things that kind of, the, everything there kind of stood out. I think those words were extremely carefully selected. But from that, the part that stands out is helping professionals build a systematic and repeatable process to gain new clients. So systematic and repeatable process. Why is systematic and repeatable process so important? Well, I think the the uh, answer, and, and it's a great question, why systematic and repeatable? The, the, the answer lies in that the number one challenge year after year, decade after decade for professionals is finding new business, getting new clients, growing uh, to the level that they want. And in order to do that, if you have a process, a method, a way to do that over and over and over again systematically, and you use it over and over again, then that problem gets solved. You, you diminish the need. And yet today, in, in every quarter we go, people are out scrambling and scratching for more business, and, and it's a continuing challenge. So, Tom, I, I think that's a great encapsulation, really, of your career. And, you know, one of the reasons we thought you'd be a great guest for the podcast, right, is because we're all about networking. And you're somebody who's really built your entire career on the concept of networking and also trying to make it make it into a system, right? Make it something that people could do, get results from. Because so many people you see, see with networking, you can tell they're making it up as they go. And I think they would have better results and they'd have more fun if they had a system that they could follow, like the ones that you've had in the past. Oh, exactly. And if, if 
you stop and, and look at the networking environments that you've been in and ask the question, how well have I followed up with the people who I met who were in attendance in that setting, whether it's face-to-face -face setting or virtual today, like so much of today, the largest challenge people have is staying on track, getting back in touch, pursuing the opportunities that may have been there, but because of everything else going on in their lives, they they don't. And that's a that's a challenge we want to rise to and help help sort. Right. It, it does sort of make you kind of wonder, like, why go to the networking group in the first place if you're not going to meet the people who are there, if you're not going to follow up with them? But I think also people often don't really have a system. But also, I mean, can you also, what I'd love to cover, Tom, is some of the things we've talked about is some of the principles underlying your concepts, right? Two of them strike me as the concept of no like, and trust, and also the concept of um, sort of reciprocity or, you know, you know, getting to know people. So building a relationship. Can you just talk about that a little bit? Yeah. Well, first of all, let's, let's, let's start out with, um, uh, destroying one of the the largest um, premises and challenges of networking. Okay. okay. And that is um, answering the question, are you going to a networking environment into that setting in order to get something or in order to learn and give something? Uh -huh. if, you, if you're going to get and all you're seeking is to get, then uh, you're likely not going to get what you're after. You, you'll get um, found out, people will avoid you, and the natural human tendency to keep a barricade, a distance, a wall between um, people, between each other, is going to be there. When you embrace a change, come at it from the opposite direction, I'm going to learn and see who I can possibly help, and as I give into that um other person uh, with whatever it is that I can bring, then that wall is going to get re removed. It's like any sales call. The first thing you have to do is to build a, a bridge of trust, as I say, right. lower the tension, and then you can open up to discovery. Well, that so, that's a good point. No, I mean, no. often people, so I'm sorry. No. So what the way often people do is like, I, I'm only gonna, I only have 20 seconds with you, Tom, right? And if I don't close a sale with you in 20 seconds, this whole thing has been a bust. And you're saying, try to look at it from a completely different perspective. You have to. You have right. to come at it through a different window if you're going to get the value of being there. Okay. In fact, so Tom said something very interesting and again, a very <laughs> carefully chosen set of sequence of words. Uh, he said, lower the tension. So Tom, why did you say lower the tension? I mean, are we kind of proceeding with this, assuming that there is already some level of tension in the air where during any kind of a conversation, maybe especially a sales conversation or a sales process related conversation? Yeah, there always is a, a level of tension. And, and I'll use the word distrust, but it's not really distrust in in, in the worst sense. Oh, it's, it. um, show me that, that we should even be here having a conversation. Hmm. If, if you're in sales... If you're in sales, you know that to get towards the goal, you have to get into uncovering the potential need. So what do you have to break through in order to get into that discovery process? You have to get the other person to 
open their door to the conversation. And that door is closed because you haven't established at the initial state that you've got the credentials, you've got the interests of the other person in mind. So it's human nature to be guarded. Oh, so now, they're not gonna they're gonna they're not gonna tell you anything about themselves or what they need or anything that'll help you understand how, how to how to interact with them. Yeah, I mean it's it, it it's clear they they're going to be more open to uh, a back and forth dialogue if they feel comfortable with you personally. Sure. And starting into that dialogue. So so uh, networking starts out with that resistance or that protective shield around us. And the question is, how do you get it to come down? Okay. And so what's the answer, Tom? Well, the answer is to make your dialogue personal and giving. Here's, here's, a, here's a specific, one of my best practices that, that I'll, uh, you, you, Great. you all keep this a secret. <laughs> okay. And, and here's a question to ask when you're, when you meet somebody brand new in a networking meeting, I would say something like, Rajiv, let me ask you a question. If I happen to meet someone, how would I know they're a great prospect for me to introduce to you? Now, wow, ooh. that's beautiful. Yeah, I love that. You're, you're getting what? me to think about, oh, so you're asking me something about how you're going to help me out already. And you're actively helping me. Well, and, and also in the process, you're essentially making your life easier by having me equip you with hopefully something succinct and easy to remember that you can then put into practice to help me out in the future. So, okay, good. So now the, the follow-on question is, given I asked that of you, how does it make you feel about me? Yeah, it makes me feel that you're not a taker. Okay, and then secondly, as I get the answer from you, you might, not always, but you might ask the same question of me. Exactly, now, the reciprocity. Now we're in a, a fair exchange. Right. Right. Now with the doorway is open to that exchange. Before, it's I come in and give you my elevator pitch, and, and hopefully there's a floor that you can get onto the elevator with me. Right. <laughs> yeah. I it think doesn't... You know, Go ahead. I think that's... A, I, Tom, one of the things I really like about that is essentially you're going first, right? Because I've had a lot of conversations with people where as soon as you meet them, they say, let's get together and figure out how we can help each other, right? And I'm thinking, okay. I don't know that I want to help you. And I don't know that I want help from you because I don't know who you are, right? So it's, it's kind of like jumping to the end too quickly. But when you start with the way you did, right? You're indicating that you're somebody who wants to help, as opposed to right away it's a transaction. You know, you help me, I help you, and and that that just really turns me off. I have to say, I let your yeah. approach is much more subtle. Yeah, you know, I have an old saying that I've used for years, and that is, "Givers give, takers take." Right. Okay. Okay. Now, if if givers give, and you believe that there is a a principle called reciprocity, 
you're going to find reciprocal behavior if you're a giver. If you're a taker, there's reciprocity, but it's a resistance as opposed to a willingness. Huh. Can you explain that a little bit more? Well, you know, I've stretched the definition of reciprocity to a <laughs> negative there intentionally. Okay. However, if if you're simply looking to see if somebody's got something for you, right. a deal, an opportunity, okay. a referral, if you're just in the taking side of it, the, the counterbalance is resistance. Sure. You know, it goes back to the old, I think it was, um, uh, oh, I want to say Galileo, um, who created one of the theorems that said, for every action in the universe, there is an equal and opposite reaction. Yes. Oh, I think that was Newton. Newton. That's right. One of Newton's laws, maybe number yeah. two or something. Okay. Um, for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. It's a law in physics. Right. Yeah. Well, it's a law in relationships, too. Well, that's you a good point. In. So what do you want to see happen in response to what action you take? You want to receive something. You right, want to build right. the relationship to receive something. Okay. Okay. So, 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 so go ahead. Yeah. So, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Well, here's, here's my question. Okay. So let's say you start the dialogue and this way you kind of lowered the tension and you've kind of established that you're each givers. Okay. So, so I'll, Tom, I'll tell you what I'm looking for. You tell me what you're looking for. And nobody kind of comes to mind right away, but at least we've now established this, you know, the beginning of a relationship. So what happens next? How do I do I want to stay in touch with you? Do we have a longer conversation? You know, outside the networking event, what's the right you know series of steps? Well, I'm going to create another analogy here, and that's the analogy of uh, meeting a, a a beautiful woman or man who you want to marry. You don't meet them and ask them to marry you uh, over that first cup of coffee, <laughs> okay? Okay. What you do is you meet them, lower the tension, okay, okay. <laughs> once again, and then agree to, to stay in touch in some way. Okay. Okay. And as you continue to stay in touch, what you're forming is a relationship. Right. And as that relationship forms, I call it as that bridge of trust forms, now you've opened up the pathway for whatever you want to see cross back and forth between you in a business setting. Like we've been describing here, the setting is to be receptive to the question. Um, if I happen to know anyone who, who I think might have a need for your services, would I be open to introducing you to them? Now that doesn't come on the first date just like the marriage proposal doesn't come on the first date. It's the same. It's the same thing. It's, it's, it's basic human nature. Right. Now, the, the question is what comes next? Well, I think that's what you asked. What comes right. next? What comes, what has to come next to get to that place where you can open up. I use the, the word your Rolodex for sure. the other person. In order to get that Rolodex to be opened, I need to know that your character and your competence are both solid. Right. That our interactions are credible and honest and genuine. 
and that we will help each other via opening our Rolodexes for the introductions that we can provide to one another. Right. So it only happens with what I call specific intentional engagement. Ooh, specific, sorry, specific intentional engagement. Okay, I like that. Correct. Now, I've taught thousands and thousands of, of professionals, literally thousands. In my last company, we, we had a global audience that we serve on how to build a referral stream that would be evergreen in producing qualified leads into your pipeline, your okay. sales pipeline. Wow. Okay. The answer is always engagement. And engagement is defined as being in touch with someone who you want to build that relationship with okay. once every two to three weeks. Okay. So that's always keeping yourself in top of mind with the other person. Okay. Okay. I use the acronym TOMA, top of mind awareness. T-O-M-A, top of mind awareness. Okay. Yeah. So you want to create TOMA where you're always the person they're going to think of when they come across an idea or a person who they uh, introduce you to. Got it. Got it. Okay. Okay. So it's, uh, some people use the word, the reticular activator. Yes. Yeah. The, yes. The, the, the reticular activating system. It's why I've heard it called also RAS. Yep. So if I happen to run into someone who says, gee, I, I, I'm, I'm looking at, hiring a new accountant or I've got an I've got an accounting manager but I think I need to bring in a a, a CFO or maybe a, a, a contract CFO part-time CFO do you happen to know anyone or or you may not even get that question you may just say well I happen to know someone who's helped other people with that right and bam that reticular activator toma clicks in right and now, now you're set up yep okay Oh, that's great. And then so what well, so here's the one question for you, Tom. I mean, at this stage, you know, the three of us, and I'm sure many in our audience, we, you know, we've been around for a while. So we've got like thousands of people in our contacts list, you know, our LinkedIn connections and so on. So how do we sort of keep tabs on them? How do we stay in touch with them regularly? How do we know what to say to them? Because, you know, one of the things every, we all know is not to send an email that says, Hi Rajiv, I'm just checking in, right? Because people stop opening those. So because yeah, uh, that, that's of no value. Yeah, I totally agree. And, and equally of no value is you connect with someone on LinkedIn and immediately you get a sales message pushed into your face. Oh, even hey, worse. Lead gen, or I got something. one comment. I hate it. That's, that's, that's equally frustrating. Well, um I'll let you in on a, on a, on a few secrets. <laughs> okay. We love more secrets. Okay. First of all, when you're making contact with people. Staying in touch is a better way to say that. What you want to be talking about is them, not you. Their interests, their personal interests. And as a result, the relationship is more than business, more than jobs, more than clients. I'll give you an example. I, I met a, a person for the first time a few months back. At the end of our meeting, he stands up and he's wearing, uh, before the holidays, an ugly Christmas sweater. <laughs> okay. 
Okay. He said, Tom, I got to go pick up my wife. We're going to an ugly Christmas sweater party. I looked at that. We both laughed, parted, agreed we'd talk again. First meeting. Sure. I sent him a thank you note, and I found an article on ugly Christmas sweaters. Oh, great. Off, off the web and included it in my thank you note. And I said, I hope you had a good time. Here are some ugly ones. How does yours compare? Oh, that's okay. Okay. Right. Now, that was about him. Right. It wasn't about the business. No, no. Very personal. Per personal, but in a non-threatening way. Exactly. Later in the in the interactions, I learned that he was um, interested in whitewater rafting. Okay. Lives, lives in, a, in a, the Carolinas where there's a lot of whitewater um, rafting in the springtime. So I go onto the web in a later conversation and I find an article on whitewater rafting the Zambezi River below Victoria Falls in oh Zambia. Wow. Okay. It's a bucket list item for anyone who's into it. Sure. Copy the link, sent it to him, said, I don't know if you've made your plans yet, but here's one you've got to add to the list. Okay. Right. Now, who talks that way? of people when they build a relationship sure very few of the five thousand people we're connected to in linkedin right discuss this with you right right that's interesting yeah and it shows that you were listening oh absolutely paying attention right and that you're kind of thinking of, it, it's kind of funny because you know you want to be toma to him right but the way you're doing it is you're demonstrating that he's top of mind for you exactly now, your your question included a, a, a component about the numbers of people. How do you keep them in touch with all these numbers of people? Sure. I want to destroy another fallacy. Okay. The fallacy is that you need to know all those people. Okay. You don't need to know all those people. Empirically, we've proven that if you know 30 people in the manner that we've been discussing, Three zero. Okay. Wow. That is all you need in order to build a successful professional services practice. Why? Well, if yeah. 30 people happen to know 30 people who are prospective places you might be referred into, you've got 900 candidate sure. opportunities. Okay. Okay. Now, you can choose to dilute your attention from those 30 and spread it across 150 or 200 or 300 or whatever number your your uh, work week capacity enables okay. but your relationship depth is going to going to become more and more shallow sure and however if you focus in fact i've i've started with people working with 10 and they see Oh man, this works. Huh. And then they start adding more to that focus list. Okay. And build their 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 business. And and it's fun to watch some of the professionals I've I've um, worked with as they discover how relationships matter and they continue to apply it and they end up building waiting lists of people who want to be clients of theirs. Oh, wow. Well, that's Think about that. There's no yeah. time on their calendar until somebody graduates from that client list. 
And so are you saying that 30 is the is the right number? Uh, not exactly. What what yeah. I'm really saying is it's probably closer to 20. But oh getting my God, people, it's smaller than 30. Yes. Um, I, I speak to something I call an A-list, you know, the, okay. the top grade. You've got your top grade and then you've got, you know, the next level, which isn't, you know, a, a demotion. It just means that's the place where the next top grade people are going to come from. Right. If you had 50 in total, you've got all you need, but you're only going to focus once every other week in being in, engaged with them with the top, the top level, the, the A list, okay. the 20 to 25. Okay. And what's the best way to stay in touch with them? Is it to send them the articles about the whitewater rafting and the ugly sweaters? <laughs> a great question. Well, there, there's a, um, there's a, um, a value and an, an, an importance of always adding something to your dialogue that's about them. Sure. Okay. So that's the, that's the personalization piece. That's universally applied no matter how you get in touch with them. Okay. Again, it's the tension reducer as well if there is some at the initial next place of contact. But the second point is if you're making contact every other week, you need to vary how you make that contact. For uh -huh. example, um, I recommend that you, uh, you, you have email, phone call, text message, personal note, perhaps handwritten. Huh. Wow. With the real stamp. Okay. And then uh, if you're in the same market, in, in our virtual worlds, we're, we're long distances away. But if you're in the same geographic market, uh, an unannounced drop by to, to deliver an article on oh. whitewater rafting. Sure. Don't meet with them. Just leave the article at the front desk or with the receptionist or whatever sure. well, with your card and note. That's if clever. You do that, you're going to get a call probably right, right. before you get back <laughs> to your home office. Okay. Oh, that's great. That's great. I like that a lot. And then are there tools out there that can help us kind of track all this and help us, you know, so we're not trying to store it all in our heads? Well, I think you need tools in order to be systematic and repeatable. Um, and, and, and I'm not speaking of, of, of um, CRMs, although, you know, you, many CRMs have some of this, but I don't know of any that help you make it personal. As someone said to me, a CRM never made a sale for me. Right. It basically is an archive. Right. Yes. So, um, and I use them and have for many years. But um, uh, there is a tool for doing this, this in a um, in a consistent and and engaging and and an effective manner. Yes. Okay. Oh, that's great. Well, Tom, this has been terrific. I mean, I really appreciate the very practical you know, uh, you know, step-by-step -step approach that you've taken to this, you know, I think you kind of laid out there's almost like a script of what people should say, how they should act, how they should follow up and, uh, and how they should stay in touch. I mean, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of like you laid out the recipe here, I think for all of this. Well, there is a recipe and it is a recipe for success. Uh, what I have seen is that if you take that A-list Let's just say it's 25 people for conversation. 
and you implement this every other week, contact, personal contact. Right. Vary it as we discussed. What you'll find is about half of that list after week four, the second touch, half of that list, list are going to begin to say something like, gee, I must be special. Tom ah. keeps reaching out and talking to me. Right, right. Keeps giving to me. What could I possibly give back? Okay. Then that half of the next remain or the remaining group will take on the same mindset after two more cycles. So you're now sixteen quarters. Yeah. Okay. This is a small group, probably twenty percent, who will never respond, and that's sure. when you, you graduate them back to the B list. Right. Then you get somebody from the waiting list. There you go. But when when you follow that process, it it just works, and okay. pretty soon you're building a team around you of people who are wanting to help each other right and that's the ultimate in in terms of um, perpetuating the flow of new people into your your um, client or prospect that uh, that's fabulous i i love the way you laid out i'm i'm a big i I like simple tom simple simple works for me uh not necessarily it's not necessarily easy but it is simple it's easy to understand Uh, and i'm looking forward to trying it out and uh I'll i'll let you know how it goes so thank well, you very I, much. I know it will work. Okay. So All I'll right. be holding you accountable for that every other week with a small group of people. Okay. So, so that, that's fair enough. Thanks a lot, Tom. This was great. Rajiv, did you have any last questions? Yes. I think that this has been a fantastic conversation. Tom has kind of led us in, into his secret playbook, which I think is extremely actionable. And Victor, thanks so much for looping Tom into this. Uh, I think this is uh, extremely great information that we can execute today. Yeah. And whenever someone's listening to this can execute the same day that they're listening to it and then go uh, go out and take further actions on some of the other ideas that, that have been discussed and explored. And I think one of the, um, the, the most interesting takeaways that I've had during this conversation is what Tom said several times during the conversation, which is, to reduce tension. And I think that's something that is extremely valid and something that it's something that's so simple, but if, you know, integrated and if you internalize that, I think people will have like a lot of success in any conversation or any interaction that they have going forward. So thank you. Uh, so Tom, thanks so much for sharing your wisdom with us and we look forward to having you again. Sure. All right. Thanks a lot, Tom. Okay, thank you guys. I appreciate uh, being able to contribute to your community. Thanks, Tom. Yeah, bye. Please send us your comments and questions about networking by posting them in the comments below. Or for a quick response, email us at didn't learn at harvard at gmail.com please like comment and subscribe it means the world to us try today's networking nugget and tell us whether it worked or if you hate it or if you'd like us to brainstorm a solution for you no charge that's our way of saying thank you for supporting us by listening and sharing our content with people you care about. That's all this week from Rajiv and Victor. 
Thanks for listening to Things I Didn't Learn at Harvard. Hopefully, you learned something here today.